This is Mokir Koryama, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Bunkai! Christian's got a booty. Christian's got a booty. Why are you being an asshole? I thought we were going to cut all this, motherfucker. Yes, this? yes, motherfucker. What the hell do you want me to come up as unprofessional? What an ass! Yo, fuck your co-workers. They could go suck my dick. I accidentally saw a hedgehog penis, but go on. I got your picture, I got your picture I'd like a million of you all around myself I want a doctor to take a picture So I can look at you from inside as well You can be turning up and turning down I'm turning in, I'm turning right I'm turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese I really think so Hello everybody, we're gonna drop a load It's like always, I'm Milky Way And I'm Pouch And Paco Paco so we're back finally after what two weeks hiatus? Two weeks off, yeah. You I know, wanna, I don't want to be back. I I thought I we were. Stay over there. I thought we were gonna be able to, you know, have at least and like sneak an hour in there where we could pot over there in Japan. Nope. But it's just when you're on vacation mode, like you don't really stop to think about other shit. No. At all. No. So I thought maybe you know we could sneak it in there, and it didn't fucking happen. It didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think about this podcast not at once since I was in Japan. We we're just having such a great time. Oh, I had to. I had to uh, um, fix up. I fucking. I had to fix up the format of the the episode that went up while we were in Japan, and then um, and I was talking to Dorst about shit. So whatever. Mm-hmm. I just have to keep track of it. But I no. Regardless, I didn't think about it a lot. So yeah, I, definitely less than if we were like here. Of course. Yeah, I forgot I was on a pod. Honestly, I was just, I was in Japan. Yeah, she was Japanese. Yeah. No, I wasn't. No, it's not that bad. Come on, shut up. She <laughs> thought she was Japanese for about a week and a half. No, Christian <laughs> thought he was. Sure. So I guess we could talk about that uh, up front. So what what did you think of the trip, uh, Pouch? Not a lot of fun. Wow, look at that. <laughs> you had a lot of fun on a vacation trip, huh? A lot of fun. What do you want? I don't know what to say. Like, I, it was, I mean, by the t- by the end of it, we didn't want to leave. But by the time we came back, I can, I'm can pretty sure I can speak for all of us. We're all homesick for a country we're only in for 11 days. We are still yeah. homesick for a country yeah. we're only in for 11 days. Like, we really, like, really just didn't like being there. There was just so much great about it that we enjoyed. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm home, but, like, I really liked it over there. Honestly, if my dogs weren't here, I don't know if I would have came back. Well, well you would have to. Yeah, because yeah, he only had 90 days. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah, know, I said tourist. I said tourist. You only have 90 days. I don't know. You would have to spend at least a few months learning the language to get a job. A few months? More like probably longer than a no, year. No, no, it doesn't take a few months. It takes longer. Man. Japanese is a hard fucking language. And then you have to learn how to read it, so you would be yeah. like, homeless for at least well, a I want, year. I want to think that I could have stayed. You couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't. You just couldn't. Let's just end it right now. Yeah, you couldn't have stayed. Let's just your fucking bubble, but you yeah, couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't. <laughs> okay, <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, I, if I stayed... And I wouldn't have another choice. I'm sure I'll figure something out. But go on. Yeah, but but it's true. Like what? Yeah, yeah, but I'd still be in Japan. Go on. I don't (laughs) know how much better being homeless in Japan is than being okay in America. I honestly, I think they might kill their homeless people over there. (laughs) There weren't a lot. I only saw one. I saw two. Two. I saw two. I only saw one. So maybe three. Because well, I saw I saw one, but I saw the same guy twice because we walked by the same place twice. No, I saw a couple. I saw one in the park. I saw one under a bridge. Yeah. 
And the one under the bridge is the one I saw. No, I saw. You know that uh, we were watching. We stopped and we watched the street perform, which was pretty cool. That and was cool. Yes, it was really cool. And in front of us was this old man who was enjoying the fuck. He was out not of the homeless. Yes, he, he was. He was a town drunk. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, the town drunk goes to fucking his house at the end of the night. He did not. I don't. He that guy was not homeless. Well, okay. I don't think I, he was homeless either. I figured he all his fine. No, because like, no, he didn't. He looked look like fine. well kept. No, he wasn't. No, he was just an old drunk guy missing his teeth. But that guy was not homeless. No, <laughs> it looked like he had all his belongings in the book bag, and his 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 clothes were not nice. They weren't clean. He had a shit stain in his pants. By the way, how hilarious was that guy though? The old guy. He was because awesome. he was so into he that was performance. So into it, like yeah. the biggest fan, you know. Yeah, that's but true. But I think he was homeless because then he had this massive shit stain I didn't on think, his pants. I didn't think about it at the time, but he could have been homeless. But well, he, I was, he was in front of me, so I was watching him for a while, and I saw. I, I looked. I examined his clothes. Yeah, it's he funny how you looked at his stain. ass. He was a massive shit stain on it's his pants. Funny how you looked at his ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely, like the trip was awesome. I guess. Yeah. yeah anytime my mind's still fucking blown for everything we like, any everything we fit into it. Anytime you go. That's what she said. Yeah. It, anytime you go anywhere, you kind of come back in love with that place. Yeah. But I feel like there's something different about Japan. Definitely. Maybe. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've been to other places and I really, really loved it, but it, not in this way. There was no, just... I was like that with Jersey. I wanted to live in Jersey. I, uh, really I was a little bit like that, too, but nothing no, compares to Japan. No, I was not like that in Jersey. Nothing compares to Japan. It's like... It's like when you, the feeling you get from a vacation place, because it's like, you know, it's like you didn't do anything but have fun there, so you get overwhelmed by it. So then you're yeah. like, oh, I liked it there. I liked how I was there. Japan was different, though. It was yeah. something else. I don't know. I mean, while I was there, not really, because probably because I was sick. But like, I was sick a couple of days, too. No, I don't know. I was pretty fucked up. So I was just like not not enjoying some of it. But when I got back, and I was like, yeah, I really liked it over there. Yeah. Like when I got back to my room, I'm like, fuck, I missed that house. Like, and I didn't like that house. I didn't love that house. But you like, could have like, hated it at first. At first. Yeah. Yes. What, what, why did you hate there it? Because the stairs. And... There was different disappointment. There were sta- the stairs. There were, there was What's a, wrong with stairs? There was only one bathroom. And like, it's just the fact that we had to share between six of us. You know, that was like, oh, God. Yeah, but. How great was it that the toilet room and the actual bathroom are completely like separated? Yeah, that worked. That helped us a lot. But like I said, like it, it, I mean, like after about a day or two, like the, the initial shock, I'm like, I like this place. But again, like I, I, I just I liked it while I was there, but I didn't love it until I got home. I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed that trip. I really want to go back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like you know, many like places I've gone, I, I always end up like loving it or liking the place but i don't ever have that feeling of like fuck we need to be back here like we i need to come back i need to you know well we've talked about how much we liked it can we talk about what we did there so people know why we liked it uh i don't even remember what did we do (laughs) where do we start we We stuffed each day with a lot of shit and like i think what really helped us like really um adapt and and feel like we're at home was the 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 traveling we you know we really took advantage of the public transit we were always on the subway all the time yeah so i guess like it it felt like we were slowly just like um assimilating into the culture so yeah like we we, what we did is instead of going with a you know traditional like rent a hotel room and stay at you know fancy ass little place we rented a house for all of us. It's like a kind of traditional Japanese style house, and then from there we just commute through through the train, get yeah, anywhere we train, wanted to go all over tra- Tokyo. Walked so walked and trained everywhere, pretty yep. much. Yeah, and so. I loved it. I loved the things that we saw that weren't planned, that were so just normal to everyone else, but we were just fucking 
mind blown. Like that that small little marathon thing they were doing there. Remember that? Oh yeah, that that was weird for sure. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like remember we were? Oh, I think he missed it. He no, missed he it. was there. We oh. were, we were in Roppongi, and we had just left. The Hedgehog Cafe, where Maria and Eugene, which had was been. amazing, I okay. accidentally we're, saw a hedgehog penis. But go on. Where Paco and Eugene went in for, the, we were leaving there. Yeah. And we were just crossing the street, and all of a sudden, when we turned the corner, there come these people running down the street wearing weird costumes. Yeah, I did see that. It was weird. There was a dude with a full-on like alien mask on. Yeah. yeah. Running in the back of a there fucking was, marathon. There like, was a guy are, with like, and it wasn't even during daylight. It was like after people got off of work. They're like. We're gonna just do this and be weird. And people were having like, there was a couple that people that had like uh, hats with like beer mugs on top of like fake beer mugs or whatever on top of yeah, it. Yeah, it was it like was beer, beer mug hats. I don't think that was every day either because I saw Japanese people staring at these people. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I, there was I, just so much randomness that happened on a daily basis. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Stereotypical Japan. Yeah, but, but I, like... I don't know. I don't know what the reason behind it was. I. My idea of it was maybe it was some weird like marathon like pub crawl or something. It was definitely a marathon pub crawl because they Be- had the beer thing going cause, on. Yeah, and they were all dressed really weird. Like this guy had a uh, what is it morph suit going, and then <laughs> another guy had like this thing tied around his waist, and it made it look like he had a rubber ducky penis. Like it was yeah, really and that was Angie's favorite part. It was really weird, and they were all just run. We turned the corner. There you go, boom, running on the street. These crazy ass motherfucking people. What about the Mario Kart? Yeah, I was about to mention the Mario Kart. So we saw two, t- two freaking groups of people drive by in Mario Kart costumes right yeah little carts it's pretty much the mario the actual carts like mario kart yeah and dress like the characters dress mario like the characters. luigi and the rest and just what? drive down the street well, for I mean, no reason once is already kind of weird we saw it twice yeah in two separate places and each time we we're like what the fuck was that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was definitely like one that was weird one time we saw it near the imperial palace and yeah. the other time we saw it at akihabara i think you were the only one that saw it though at akihabara yes yeah. but akihabara, at the imperial yeah. palace we all saw it and i was like see i was not fucking yeah, lying exactly. like that should have happened because you right saw there. it and nobody saw it and you thought you were losing your mind yeah <laughs> literally i thought i was losing my mind for a little bit <laughs> but yeah japan is filled with to me, it's like weird slash convenience. Like everything's yeah. so <laughs> yeah, yeah. everything's so easy, so convenient. It's also everything's very so accessible. It's very advanced but very traditional in such in such a perfect way where it just works. It's like it's traditional in the sense where people respect themselves and still keep it right where it's supposed to be, and it's advanced where it's very efficient and it works. Does that make sense? Slightly. <laughs> this, <laughs> but, it's just like well, well Tokyo is different than uh, Japan from yeah, what yeah. I hear we, we should yeah, say Tokyo yeah. Yeah. because um, like that's one thing so that's your assessment of Tokyo but I, I was remember I remember I was speaking with um one of my coworkers. Well, he works in a completely different apartment but I was speaking with him and he uh he's, he lived in Japan for eight years and he just he, like he made it very clear he's just like Tokyo is not Japan that's it's different and i'm just like oh okay he like yeah he made that, he yeah, it yeah it's like saying what like new york is is the u.s exactly no yeah. but like he just made it very clear because i was telling him why i liked it blah blah blah. And he goes but you need to understand that that's tokyo why yeah, is not that's why japan. we're planning to travel to other parts yeah. of japan he goes if you really want japan you need to go to kyoto 
Kyoto is like super traditional historic sites, and that's where you're gonna see real Japan. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I okay, thanks yeah. for the tip. I really appreciate. I still that. love Tokyo though. I like Tokyo, but like it's just it, the thing is, I like big cities. So and Tokyo was like it, Tokyo was a massive city, and like I think that's where you got the whole advanced uh, morphed into uh, traditional. Yeah, like, yeah, they, that, that's they definitely kept the where good I got part, it. They kept the good parts of the tradition, but they made sure to advance themselves in different ways. Yeah, like you know the toilet seats. Yeah. <laughs> That was to- a big toilet seats part of were, that trip. were amazing because no. literally you have the control to the world almost. Exactly. And there's little remote control attached to the toilet seat. You can warm that shit up. You can make that shit clean your butthole if you want. Yeah. You can make that shit dry your booty. Yeah. And when we went to that really, really fancy sushi place, and literally when you walked in the bathroom, the toilet seat, the cover went up the on lid. its own it just the, the lit just fucking yeah I know. it happened to me at another restaurant when we were up on the mountains um i walked into the bathroom and i'm like the f- and I, I, slow, I saw it slowly lift up and i'm like what the fuck i looked around <laughs> and i'm like okay and i'm like that shit awesome and i sat down and it was fucking warm yeah <laughs> no it's yeah. It, the toilet seat warms himself no i know i know yeah, you're just which... obsessed with the warm toilet seat no the, the toilet seats like we we need to adopt it here like now because those shits were awesome yeah they like they are amazing like i sat down and i fucked with it once and there's a privacy button you know for people who are shy shitters mm-hmm. they play like 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 nature sounds and like water rushing just so it doesn't sound like you're farting like, yeah. like crazy and oh like, you mean like when i play punk in the morning yeah oh but it's you know it's something other people can listen to <laughs> all right asshole and um like again like you get you can it's a bidet so like it's a, like it's a very advanced bidet where you press a button and you hear the and it, you see it's basically the spout like like moving into place and then it spray it's it spouts water into your butthole not into on it into no into <laughs> not Onto into if if it goes into your butthole you have the loosest butthole no, the i've ever water, seen the water it's straight into onto your onto your butthole yes it feels fucking if it, it at first it feels weird as fuck but then after a while you're like this is refreshing and then you feel so clean i, I, I so fresh and so clean clean the way you've been getting excited about these toilets i think that there's another reason why you yeah. like them yeah but, you should press the uh, butthole fingering option yeah <laughs> But um, aside from the toilets, you know, like I I love like we know we we kind of noticed it, but it wasn't really verbalized until we until our, our Japanese tour guide said it. But like I noticed that like they fucking love their convenience stores, and, and I love them too. They were so great. And they were they because they're better than here for oh, sure. So much better. They're, um, they're actually convenient. Yeah, and like I remember, also uh, we were we were in the tour, uh, the the we're in the bus on the way to uh, the mountains because we uh, we bought a day Mount trip. Fuji. Uh-huh. It was the most touristy thing we did actually. Yeah. Um, and the, t- the tour guy was explaining to us like I love how his perspective on Japanese culture because although he's a native, he knows American culture, so he sees how weird fucking Japanese culture is. Yeah. So he was like. He's like, you know, the Japanese people are obsessed with convenience stores. And he proceeds to explain why. And I'm like, that's pretty fucking funny. Like, yeah, I remember one of his reasons was because they're convenient. <laughs> exactly. That guy, was, <laughs> that guy was funny. Like, I, I still remember that joke. Like, um, we, we got onto, uh, like, a gondola like that, that, that took you. Like, it was a fucking cart that took you up the mountain. Yeah. And he goes, okay, everybody, the capacity for the cart is 100, is 100 people. But that's in Japanese standards, so really seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I was like, this guy is fucking amazing. <laughs> That's true. And like, if we're talking about Americans, I would just say 50. Yeah, he's, 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 so, he's like, it's so funny how he knows the, the idiosyncrasies of Japanese culture enough yeah. to, like, you know, he, he gets it. It's pretty funny. Like, he understood from an American perspective. Yeah, it uh, yeah, was awesome. But probably, but, you know, like, mentioning it, that was my favorite part of the trip. Going up to the mountains, mm-hmm. that was my favorite part of the trip. Yeah, we and, visited, uh, we went up to the fifth station of Mount Fuji, yeah. and then we went to uh, uh-huh. Lake Ashi and Mount Hakone. It was so great. Like, uh, we went to this crazy station, which wasn't my favorite part of it. It was just mad busy, so I don't really like it. I, my favorite part was right before that when he stopped for us to take pictures, take pictures with Mount Fuji. The summit of Mount Fuji, yeah. That We're was the really only good. tour group among many tour I'm going to make day. everyone sad and say that the summit doesn't actually have snow on it unless it's winter, right? Yeah. Yes. Unless it, it's well, winter? It doesn't, it, he, what Makoto said is that it used to have snow even during summer, but Back it doesn't. Ye- it, but it doesn't anymore. Now yeah. it's just you know during summer there's no snow at the top. Yeah, and that's that started ten years ago. Like when I showed my dad the picture, he's like, "That's not it," and I'm like, "Yeah, it is." And he's like, "Where's the snow?" And then I explained it to him, and he's just like, "Oh." He got oh, sad. He got really sad. Oh, okay. Did he like, get? He's just like, I told you about global warming. I'm like, Dad, Dad, yes, yes, I believe in global warming. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> yes, this is exactly why I felt the same way. By the way, her dad is Al Gore, if we yeah. haven't said yet. But it, it's it's, <laughs> uh, it, it's still pretty cool up there. So like, we needed jackets and shit. Like, that was pretty. Yeah, cool it was, it was all right. definitely. Yeah. It was good though. I love the cold. Good temperature. Yeah. Um, and then like we, my favorite again, my like it was great afterwards after the fifth station because I didn't like the fifth station too much. Then we we drove around. We took a we we ate, which was awesome. Was oh my food. god! Like it was good food. Like when you take a well, I don't know. If, I think we just researched everything really well, considering people always claim that Japan's really expensive and everything. I think we. We looked into everything as much as we should have, and we picked the cheapest but more appropriate to like our standards. But for this tour, I think we got a lot. We like a even lot. the meal. The meal was crazy. The meal was amazing. I ate so there much, was so food. much food. Like I, I'm yeah. so used to tours tour guides being shitty. Yeah. Especially yeah. for the price we paid. Yeah. It was like. But this uh, was great. It was great. We saw fucking Mount Fuji. Yeah. All right, that's it. Just, and uh, then we we took a little ship uh, on Lake Ashi. We went to, on a fucking boat, bro. That was really I was about that was awesome. Yeah. And then we went to uh, the village of Hakone where they had the gondola to go up to Mount Hakone. And yeah. you know, my favorite part was being on top of the mountain. That was yeah, so fucking definitely. Cool. What do they call it? The the ropeway. Yeah, the ropeway. The, or the, they, yeah, the ropeway. Yeah, the ropeway. Yeah. It's, it's a cable cart, yeah, but cable they call cart. it a ropeway. Yeah. And uh, you know, it takes you to the top of uh, Mount Hakone and up there like just the view is amazing the view is amazing, view is amazing. So and then there's pictures. like a small little shrine we there. had we had a pretty good day weather wise where yeah. we got to see like a really really good view and yeah then there was no rain like a little bit on the bus that's it after that we didn't have to do yeah when we first got on what? Like, so. when was on the there was rain on the bus oh well, I, we, knocked I knocked when out when we first got on oh, the bus oh yeah I knocked out so yeah that. that was one of the days we spent about $126 each for totally a one day it. tour uh, to Mount Fuji totally it picked us up it. right from Shinjuku 15 minutes away from, that, from where we were staying and spent a whole day out there then we came back, conveyor belt sushi after that, and went home. Was that the sh- was that the one I fucked up on? No, that was a good one. Oh, that was a good one. The, okay. the no, that was a good time. day. Yeah, that was a good day. I snuck into a zoo for a little bit. They called it a zoo when it was really just a petting zoo. Yeah. And I got to, like, sneak some uh, capybara pictures when we were at the, the mountain thing. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the... Um, I would say and probably... I barn owl. I can't... It's hard to pick one thing to be my favorite. That day was definitely pretty awesome, and I really, really enjoyed it. 
but I think the first day, not the day we landed, the next day, the first day of us going out, I really, really liked that whole day. Yeah. Because we just did so much, and it was like everything was shocking because we were yeah, just we're there still, for yeah. the first time. Wait, did we go to Golden Guy that day? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That, that day, we, we, we did a lot we of things. Yeah, lot. we did do a lot. What did yeah. we, we started it off by going to what, a the shrine? shrine? We went to a little park with a shrine yeah, then stumbled the, across the flea market. The flea market, which was fucking cool. Yeah, they, yeah. Then we went to the, the Metropolitan uh, building, whatever it was called, to go to the observatory. Government building, Metropolitan yeah, Government so. Center. Yeah. Government Center. Government right. Center. There was a great gift shop up there and shit. Yeah, and it was a, it was a free mm-hmm. view from yeah. like the 42nd floor. Yeah. And it was a great freaking view for free. Then after that, we headed to Memory Lane. Memory Lane, and we ate food. We ate some great food there. And uh, from Memory Lane, we went to the Shinjuku, Shinjuku Garden. Yeah. Oh, the garden. Yeah, we went to the garden. Oh, and then we laid down in grass. We, down we, grass. we spent like an hour just chilling in grass yeah. after that. Then from there, we went to that other shrine in the middle of the city. In the middle of the city, yeah. Yeah. And then from that shrine, we moved on to... Shinjuku. To the Shinjuku district, yeah. where, where, well, the main like Ikebukuro area, which is the, the red light district or whatever, and that's my top favorite place. Is that right? That's right where there. we had like the claw machines, all that. And then we grabbed. We sushi. saw fucking Godzilla on top of a goddamn building. That was pretty like, cool. Like that. That was one of my bucket list shit, and I did it. I'm pretty happy with and that. Then we we also did Golden Guy and the fucking craziness that was a robot restaurant. Robot restaurant. Was that the same day? Yeah. All of that was the same oh, day. Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything I just mentioned got done in one day. Oh, yeah. If you ever go to Japan, or if you're ever cl- planning on going to Tokyo, I mean, you have to reserve a spot and go to a fucking robot restaurant. That shit is a mindfuck, but in a good way. It's, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy, and you, yeah. And then uh, walk over to fucking Golden Guy, which is like a couple of blocks, like within... Yeah, it's just like a couple blocks of just tiny bars that could only fit a handful of people, but they're all themed and they're all very interesting. Yeah, they're like kitchens, like small kitchen sized bars. And there was a. Awesome, though. My favorite, which is a horror themed bar, which amazing. Name but it, going name back. It, name it, name it. It was a Deathmatch in Hell, was the name? I think. Mm-hmm. But going back to the robot restaurant, when we booked it, I had no idea what it was. Yeah, me neither. And they, I showed you guys videos. No, I didn't. I didn't watch the video. I saw the video, but I didn't. I didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> and then when you're there, you still don't know what's happening, but you know you're having a great yeah. fucking time. <laughs> yeah. I, you know? I walked in falling asleep. Because I was nodding off, and then I, I, I woke the fuck up because of that <laughs> shit. It was so It's a great show. Crazy. Such a great show. Yeah. How much was it again? Like 60? 60 bucks, 65 For it's, us, it was 60 but it's, it's like 80, 80 normally, It's right? $80, but we, we found, like, before we left, we had found a website that was selling, like, a, a deal, like a $20 off deal for, like, 60 bucks. Yeah, and that was, like, one of the most expensive things. It was. I don't yeah. know how much worth it is, but it's certainly very fun. I think it was worth it for the yeah, price. I definitely think bucks. it was For us, it was. But if you were going to pay $80? I think it's still worth it. $80. Although $80 would only make it like $50 less than the whole tour to Mount Fuji. But. Yeah. That's why I love the Mount Fuji tour. It was, um, it was pretty much good, like a lot for your money. Yeah. What about Kawaii Monster Cafe? Uh, it was okay. What? 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 
what happened? I didn't love. I didn't love it for sure. Oh my god! It was but, like you walk in and it's like you're on shrooms. It's only. It was pretty much. You know, you do realize we only went for you and and Angie, right? Kawaii Monster Cafe. We definitely went there just for you and just Angie. Just for you and Angie. Like that yeah. was the reason why we and, went. Well, whatever. I I had a great time. I, you walk in, it's like you're on fucking shrooms. Things are like colorful as fuck. There was colors in there I didn't even know existed. There was like giant mushrooms, giant fucking, uh, fucking eunuch. Oh my god, it was fucking. Yeah. I don't even know. I still don't know what I saw there. I enjoyed it. Not as much as Robot Ca- Robot Restaurant. But well, you know. I I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say it was a highlight for me. It was one of my highlights. You know? I think it was it was really whoa. You know. Yeah, it's definitely being able to take a shit, and then wiping. And then throwing the toilet paper in the toilet and finding out your toilet paper turns pink when it hits the water, that was amazing. I what? should have tried that. I didn't use any toilet paper. Oh, yeah? A I kind of wanted to, like, take some just, just, just so I could, like, in one of my, like, glorious shits, I could be, like, at least reward myself with colorful toilet paper. A lot of the places, if you if you sat down, um, and I guess if it was recently serviced, someone would fold the last piece of toilet paper into a little triangle. Yeah. I'm like, that's so Japanese. They did that. Did you notice? Because we, we, when we flew from Chicago to uh, Tokyo, we flew in Japan Airlines. Yeah. They did that every time I went to the bathroom. It was folded. Really? Yes. Oh. Huh. Wow! I didn't notice that. Yeah, but um, yeah, that that happened. Like the the bathroom was nice. The bathroom looked pretty cool, but otherwise, like, you know, it was not a highlight. Like I I went there literally because I know you and Angie really wanted to go, and I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I know I know Nick. I don't know how much he appreciated the chocolate chicken. Yeah, that tasted pretty good though. It was pretty good. From from the second day, I would say the Shibuya Crossing was my favorite part. It was fun. Yeah, just, just, I don't know, just seeing that. It was, I was alright with that. What would you say was your your favorite thing of the trip? Mm, uh, I can't pick one thing. Because everything's, and everything's still like a big soup of what the fuck in my head. But, Robot Restaurant, Monster Cafe, Hedgehog Penis, meeting the dude from the Erections. Like, I know, like, I missed most of the show. Cause we were, I was, I, I was excited to go to this punk show over there, and I missed most of the show. But I coming out, walk first. We got to go in for free because we were so fucking late. Because apparently shows actually start on time and end by before even fucking ten, which is fucking crazy. Or yeah. at ten? Well, even like ten thirty ish. Okay, whatever. It's still fucking early, right? Yeah. But walking out, there was a couple people from like local bands sending out flyers for the next shows and I'm just like, Okay, cool, cool and then I recognized like two people from other bands but I wasn't really into them and then towards the end there was a dude from the Erections and I was just like, Oh yeah You know, and then I took the, a picture. The Erections could... is a Japanese punk band that uh Paco's into. But yeah. I yeah, kept you should leave with that next time. Explain that you Oh yeah, I guess the name's Explain what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, the erections is a punk band that I like and yeah. great, and we should listen to them. And then I like how Milky Lewis is like, Are you sure that's him? Because he I don't how do you are you sure? Because they kinda they all look the same. You know, <laughs> just like come on. Yeah. But no, yeah, but I like sure. I was positive it was him. Honestly, you know how everyone kind of always says that, you know, every Asian person looks the same, yada yada yada. Like I didn't, I never agreed with it a hundred percent, but there was always some truth to that, to me. But when I got to Japan, I'm like, no, it's not. Every fuck, there's, I know, like you see them everywhere, so you notice how fucking different everyone looks, like mm-hmm. completely fucking different. 
We did unfortunately lose one of our friends in the crowd. You okay, guys. No, not we, you. No one, not everybody fucking lost him. I didn't, I didn't lose him. I didn't lose him. Okay, me. I'm, no, it was a couple of us. You and Angie. And Angie once. It was and mostly Nick, you. And Nicola once too. Okay, you. Or, or maybe a couple. Of th- I remember it was more than just me. Stop trying to Okay, just... you did it like five, six times. They did it like once or twice. Okay. So we I... all still did it though. I, what, we all? No, it was three of us. Uh, our... I was three. <laughs> so our, our Asian friend Eugene uh, looks like a lot of people over there. So yes. uh, a lot of. Angie and Maria Kebla losing him quite often. Yes, I'm sorry. He has the hairstyle and the clothing similar to the style that they have. I'll agree to that. Yes. For sure. Definitely. His face, not so much. And every guy that works at Starbucks looks like him. I literally walked up to someone at Starbucks that was ordering something thinking it was our friend. And then, ha- and then when I got uncomfortably close... You know, when you're talking to a friend, you get close to them. When you got unco- when I got uncomfortably close, that's when when I realized it wasn't him, and I was just like, "Sisumima gomenasai," and I walked away. Like it was just like, "Oh shit!" And he's probably like thought like I was gonna try to hit on him or some shit. And I was just like, "I thought that was Eugene," yeah. and he's just like, "I'm wearing contacts today," and I'm like, "Whatever." I thought you popped up your glasses for a second or some shit. I don't know. It looked like him. His hair was the same. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it, it was similar enough for me to mess it up. No, it was. I have a picture of it. Similar-ish. Um, well, I mean, like it's not everybody's the same, but there's in in the U.S. You get used to several different races. Well, in Miami, you get used to several different races because it's a melting pot in the U.S. Like several different ethnicities. It's ninety percent Japanese. In Japan, as you would imagine, yeah. so there's a lot of just Japanese people. So yeah. that's like I guess where that's where the sameness comes from, you know. No, like, but I see a lot of like of when, I was, look, when I was in Japan, everyone looks so different. No, 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 I'm the, not saying the that women just... and the girls looked so different from each other. They had so many different styles and so many different ways of doing their makeup and everything, and just their facial structures was completely different. And I was just like overwhelmed by the fashion sense that some of, some of these people had at such a young age. I was just like. Yeah, that, wow. that's true. Tokyo is a very, like, fashionable city. Like, I'd see this girl, and she looks so fucking cute. Her hair's all done, and I look down, and I'm gonna have a stain on my shirt. My shoes are, like, three years old and have their Frankenstein shoes, like, glued with other shoes on it. Like, it's just like, oh, wow. They know what they're doing. But I'm not saying everybody looked the same, but I see where this the idea of sameness comes from. Oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so used to be have, have a lot of races living together, where it's primarily Japanese people. There. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that was a bit of a culture I, shock to walk out and yeah. be like, Whoa, Japanese people everywhere. Well, yeah, it's like not like I don't have to speak English and then Spanish mm-hmm. in like one corner to the next. Yeah. Like the, no. the, those were the two things that, at least to me, were the the two things that were the most like culture shock was definitely not seeing much diversity. Yes. Pretty much everyone Japanese other than, like, our group of friends. And, the, okay, like, if you see a white guy, you're like, oh, shit, hey, what's up? You're like and me. And I, I did catch the fucking white yeah, guy Yeah, and we would, so often, we, we would always, like, lock eyes, like, fuck, like, we're white. not from here, <laughs> you know? Which, which it was, it was different. Compared and we, de- to here, we definitely stood out, too. We stood out a lot yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, here in Miami, everyone's, everyone's different, different, so diverse. And the second thing that was, like, a huge culture shock to me was when we 
we got there in the middle of rush hour and we had to take the train with our luggage in the middle of rush hour. Yeah, like that was like all of us. It was like a spam. Like face, you know what? Yeah. Welcome to fucking Japan. Yeah, we were so Drop your ass in rush hour in a fucking packed ass train. Yeah, yeah, we, and it's packed. It's not. We're not. We're, it's like. It, saying it's packed isn't enough to explain how packed it is. If it's packed, they will fucking... Pu- if it's already packed, they will push you yeah. to make sure that there's room for more people if, to okay, get on the if, train. If no, if no more people fit in a cart, they would actually, next time the door opens, fit 10 more people yeah, they'll, in they'll each... Push. Through each door. I don't know how, but they do it. Like, they literally, it. the guys get to the door, turn around, grab the top, and just push themselves in, like, through their... Just their backs, they push everyone in. Yeah, they do it. It, it. It's crazy, and we that was literally within the first few hours of being in Japan. So we're just like, okay, we experienced that now. Yeah, and I liked it. We 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 got a lot of shit done, but I think I was truly satisfied the moment that, because the whole trip we just went on our own and we did shit we, like that we planned prior without having to have tour guides or shit yeah. like this, and. The moment that the tour guide we actually had to go yeah. to Mount Fuji, the moment he... That was towards the end of the he, trip, by the way. Yeah, he was giving other people advice, other people on the bus adva- advice on things they should do while in Tokyo. Yeah. Like, everything he was naming were things we have done or we were going to do the next day. So it was like, once he was saying that, I'm like, I was satisfied. Like, these are, like, cool things that we did. Like, we definitely did things that are we a did, must. We did our research. Yeah. All of us. Did well, a lot six of shit. people, but we did our research. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything he mentioned, I, I would just smile. I'm like, we did that. And then he did it again. And I'm like, yeah, we did that we too. We did that too, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and then the, and then these this couple are just like, what do we do? Yeah, and it's like, they, they're like, you know what, honey? Let's go to let's go to Tokyo. And then the guy there's like, okay, what do we do in Tokyo? What an, oh, God, I hate people like that. I don't know. It's like, you have to plan shit. You have to plan shit. You know, you want, you have to get, well, I, if you spend that much money to get somewhere, you better fit my something reason- in every fucking my reason to plan it that much is because like you don't know the next time you're gonna be here so take as much as you can in try to do as much as you can mm-hmm. but other people that can afford it or can they, they go there more often they could choose to just spend a day like just figuring out where to go and then they go like one two places a day mm-hmm. you know but I, I I like the way we did it I yeah. think it was a great trip I loved it the way we did it but yeah we did a lot and I liked it I just said that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite part was. I want to go back to Golden Guy, though. I don't think we got enough of that. The little bar district? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for I sure. I really, really love Shinjuku. But yeah, I guess it's uh, enough Japan talk, you think? Yeah. So we all loved it. It's amazing. We want to go back. You know, if anyone has a chance, go out there and experience Tokyo. It's definitely great. Yep. They got chopsticks everywhere. Really? Every, you didn't know that. <laughs> we have a, we had a friend that trained himself to use them. He's he's uh we have a joke because he's technically Asian, but it's like a racist joke. He's technically Asian, so we make a joke of how he doesn't know how to use chopsticks. He always uses his hands, and he trained himself to use chopsticks just for this trip. Yes, he he, he had still a, wasn't that great. He, he, yeah, he, he had some trouble, but then yeah. someone who knows how to use chopsticks also had a lot of trouble. So I can't say, you know, like Angie. She knows how to use chopsticks? Yeah, didn't she? She, use... she, has, she, has, she has trouble eating with normal fucking... <laughs> but I no, when I say there's chopsticks everywhere, it's just like, you know, here we there's always, like, disposable plastic forks and knives and spoons. 
Not over there. It's just literally fucking chopsticks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I expected that. Yeah. I didn't expect that. And I was just like, wow, this chopsticks is a big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you thought uh, Tom Green's uh, mission to advertise the fork in Japan actually took off? Well, I didn't see that, so oh. I, I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> okay. about. So. Also, tea, they had fucking matcha everywhere. Uh, Green so... tea. God, I yeah, love yeah. that's, tea. That's the thing I miss the most. The, the tea. I had tea, like, every restaurant, you, you had, like, iced tea or, or hot tea, and it was just so delicious. Every morning, every morning. It wasn't morning, sugary. It wasn't sugary. Every I morning, like I bought myself a liter and a half of tea, and I chugged it before we, like, went out. Like, yeah. it was so good. That was another thing. Like, every restaurant you went to, everywhere, they give you water in the U.S. In Japan, they give you tea. They give you well, tea. some of them give you tea. Some don't give you anything. Most of them do. Yeah, but some don't give you anything. Do. Like, the Kawaii Monster Cafe didn't give you shit. Because the, the, the convention belt place like the it both conveyor belt sushi places they both had tea kits like right in front of you They'd be like yeah take, take take care of yourself you know yeah and then the when we went to that like fast food like tempura place yeah the yeah, lady just kept you know those tea he had to pour that shit like 10 times with me because i kept downing it i was just like yep because it was so free. good free it was so free. good all right so. yeah enough japan it was awesome you know let's get into a quick get a load of this Get a load of this. Ah. Um, I, you know, I thought I was going to forget how to do that after two weeks, but we good. Uh, so a lot of weird shit happens all over the world, and this is a very worldly article. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to give that look? No, I love the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I, the finger. I missed out the finger. And it gets reported on in the news, and I like to bring it and share with it uh, with you guys so that we can uh, have fun with it. So on CNN, so this is this is legit. On CNN, <laughs> written okay. by Claire. Yeah, because everything on CNN is it's better okay. than Fox. I'll tell you that much. Claire right. Corkery, written by Claire Corkery, um, posted on September eighth. So apparently, in Italy, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court just ruled that public masturbation is not a crime, Wait. as as long as it's not in front of a minor. That is. We moving to Italy, guys. <laughs> that is so fucked up. It's it's a little fucked Wait, up. Wait, why was yeah. you? That is up? so fucked up because you could be on a bus and someone's jacking up. I mean, it already happens in South Florida, <laughs> but, but it's legal over there as long as no, there's no I'm child be, in front. Oh my god, that's disgusting. No, I don't want to see. Who cares? Why are you looking at him? So yeah. If so, I happen to be looking at that direction, I don't want to see penis. Okay? What if it's a girl jerking off? I don't want to see that either. It's like that's. Are you sure? Not, y- yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. First of all, people are out there. You do not have to look at them. You could avoid looking at them. Just let them do what the fuck they want to do. Are you serious? I mean, serious. Are you seriously okay with this? Yes. If they're okay, if all they right, walk, I'll, I'll go jack off in the bus right go now. Go ahead. If they walk, and you're okay with this. Yes. If they walk up to me and they're jerking off next to me, or if they're jerking off like, like they're like touching me and shit, they don't feel weird. That, but, that's, but if I walk in a room, if you're not putting a limit to something, what is stopping them from doing that? Think about how hilarious this is. There is a limit. You can't do it in front of minors. Yeah. Ooh. That's uh, what a, I don't want to see it. But, but it's okay. Just pretend you're a minor. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, no, like so. Don't go to Italy, because I I need to go to Italy. But you okay? So when you go to Italy, and if some guy finds you hot, he's just gonna whip out his dick and jerk off to you. He I ain't gonna have a dick after that. <laughs> He better that's make illegal. that last that, come count. That's illegal. I don't give a fuck. That's illegal. I don't give a fuck. He better make that come count because it's going to be the last one he cut has. Cutting off dicks? Ain't illegal. no one disrespecting me. I don't Dude, care that, if you're male or female. You I don't, cut it off. Nah. That's illegal. 
No, I think it'd be pretty pretty <laughs> funny. Like you walking down the subway, this guy no, just like had to take a break. He's on the side jerking off real quick, and then goes back. You just have to make sure you look around to make sure that there's no minors around because you will get in prison for four and a half. Well, years. he the thing is that you that's ha- it. That's it. But oh. the thing about it is like. Look at well, four and a half years is a little excessive, I think, but it makes sense because <laughs> of the minor part. But what? Think, think about what, the risk. Am I dating? What's think, wrong with you? Think about the risks. Like you have to jerk off so fast, right? <laughs> to make sure that no kids just turn the corner and yeah. right there, right? You have to jerk off really fast, or you have to do it like in the middle of the night when no one's around, anyways. Or you have to then go home. Well, hey. at the very least, you go to like a strip club and jerk off. Well, well that's not public. That's not public. That's that's public. A, that's a, that's uh like uh the the owners may have their own rules, right? Oh, see, sí, tiene razón. I guess so. Yeah. So it's not yeah. public. So yeah, no, you gotta just go in a dark alley and just jerk it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the end. I got a load of this. <laughs> well, the story behind what happened was this old sixty-year-old man was caught jerking off in front of uh, in front of some students, and they uh, he had to pay a fine and spent three months in, in prison. Um, and then his apparently he has a fucking good ass lawyer because he brought it up to the Supreme Court. And what? yeah, I know I don't know how fuck he did it, but he did it. He brought it up to the Supreme Court, and um, they ruled that you know public masturbation, as long as it's not in front of a minor, is okay. That's fucking bullshit. That's fine. I. I- I think that's okay. All right. So Not a big deal. Let's get into... Um, Maybe it might have to do with my profession or something, but I might be desensitized to a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into... Uh, Paco's Tacos? Paco's Tacos! Wait, Paco's Tacos! Fuck yeah. Again. Paco's Tacos! Paco's Tacos! I can't do it today. You gotta do it good. You gotta do it. Fuck Yeah. I can't what do this it. What is happening? Anything, everything we talked about, you can find dropalos.com. <laughs> you follow us. Like, we can't continue the show God. if we don't get the fuck yeah. <sighs> Paco's Tacos. Paco's Tacos. Fuck yeah! Is that better? That's really good. God. That's really good. Like, right. like I, I just came a little bit. <sighs> What's like Paco's Tacos, Paco? Paco's Tacos is things that I bring that I deem scary, creepy, or unsettling in general. And... Damn, you most, boring him. Most, most of the time... <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Most of the time, it just makes you depressed because humanity uh, sucks. Alright, so there could be anything, right? Like, just crazy real-life stories, creepypastas, uh, anything you find that you do I, you creepy. Keep, you always say that, but I hardly bring creepypastas anymore. Well, cause that's because I want you to bring yeah, them. I want <laughs> you to bring the creepypastas. Some of those are fun. the best. Why Some do you think those... I fucking did it, you know? Yeah. Like, whenever... The last the last two times I did Pouches Vaginas, they were just straight creepypastas. Yeah, and they are good. Because I thought they were fun. Yeah. And you were too busy trying to genuinely scare us or just make us depressed. Yeah. Some, right. Sometimes the creepy pastas are cre- like scarier, actually scary. Within Paco's Tacos, I do uh, my own little segment called Pouches Vaginas. It's basically the same thing, but what I find creepy. So, um, so before she starts, I'll just go first. Um, I got, I found this. You know, there's a lot of listicles online. I like to, I like to poke at them and I poke at them. That sounds creepy. I like to click on them Perp. and read them because I think they're. Genuinely interesting, depending on what it is. Um, I found this on knowable.com. It's 15 medical professionals share the creepiest last words they've heard from a patient. Ooh, I, I love these lists. Most of them aren't that great, so I only picked three of what I yeah, love Yeah, it's always the most. like that. Um, so the first one. Uh, so most of them were working in a hospice, 
so and uh, you know if you don't guys don't know what a hospice is is basically where people go to die essentially like people who are terminally ill and there's no way for them to recover and they're really old and they they just they just need care before they just die yeah. that's where they go a hospice is where they so go that's where my pride and dignity is gone yeah, it's so. just a place where they're waiting to die um, so there was apparently there was an elderly gentleman he hadn't spoken in days and his last words were but I don't know how to get there he died two hours later Hmm. But I, I don't I like know that. how to get there. But I don't know how to get there. Okay. I hadn't said a word in days. Said that one line and then died two hours later. Hmm. I like what that. if what if the last thing he said was, I wonder if Tom Cruise bleeds from his ass? No. <laughs> asshole. From okay. his asshole? Yeah, that's what you said. Uh, By the way, you recently talked to me. Yeah, in the sleep? Yeah. Oh, you got to bring that back. Uh, it's only one. I'll save it. I'll save it. All right. You better talk to me again, though. What's the next? What's the next? Um, so I have one again, another really quick and short one. Um, apparently there was this woman, uh, eighty-three years old, who was like, "My mom's here. Are we going?" And then just died a few minutes later. Oh fuck! Yeah, that one fucked with me. <laughs> My mom's here. Are we going? And then just dies. <laughs> um, then uh, another one was uh, it's a relatively longer story. Uh, let me just read this trade. A nice old lady who told my CNA, um, a certified nursing assistant, mm-hmm. uh, she wanted to wear all whites. Uh, when asked why, she said the man in black is here. She looked in the corner of the room. The CNA looked, but there was no one there. That's when I came into the room, someone, the narrator. When a- we asked her to describe what she was seeing, and she said, he's in all black and he's got a top hat on. Then she whispered, and his eyes are red. While her eyes moved across the room to directly behind the CNA like she was watching him move closer to us. She died later that night. It was unexpected. Wow. So she wasn't expected to die? No. They weren't expecting her to die that night. No. Uh, that yeah. this one was at a hospice as well. Yeah, they're all at a hospice. Oh, okay. They're all at a hospice. Um Man. Yeah, that one that one's pretty creepy. Yeah. So she went to hell. I don't know. If 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 you know hell, if we're talking about heaven and hell existing, then she would probably would have gone to hell. I figured it was like more of a, a death figure, like a grim reaper figure, like it's time to go, and this this person is ushering her to to you know the afterlife, mm. if I, there is one. I don't know, red eyes. I don't know. I'll say this though: I am so glad that there's people out there who are willing to work at a hospice. Yeah. Because holy fuck, that's not a place I would ever yeah. like to work at. I, w- I wouldn't be able to function yeah. there like that, you know. I've been to a hospice, like, a few times in my life. You know, one, like, a few times was to visit my uncle because he was dying of uh. cancer. And another time was a, f- a friend's uh, mother who was in the same situation. And it's just, like, I don't know how anyone could yeah, possibly work like in there. the most depressing place in the world. It kind of, other than Golden Corral, it, it's the <gasps> second. Oh, wow. It's just, a fucking stab that. Holy <laughs> Oh, it's just se- uttered a hospice and golden corral within the same sentence. It's the second. All right, I'll say hospice is the worst place on earth. Golden corral is a close second. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. So among these fifteen, there was one last one that I found really creepy. Oh, so there's four. Yeah, four. All right. Oh, okay. That's three because it was uh, two of them were belong to one narrator. Not cool. Um, this person is an RN, uh, registered nurse, and while I was a student, I was caring for a lady who had end stage renal failure and had a DNAR, which is do not attempt resuscitation, and was shutting down. We were having a little chat. Um, while I was chatting away, where while helping her put on lotion, when she stopped, looked over my shoulder, and said, "Bill's here, love. I gotta go," and swiftly and just stopped breathing. 
They they checked her chart and billed with her husband. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Like, I like how she And her husband was, her husband was already dead? Yeah, I guess deceased husband, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Her her uh, I, I like how kind she was. Well, she was just letting her talk. Yeah. And she just had to interrupt her to not surprise her by yeah, her own yeah, death. Yeah, yeah, like, well, that's got, sweet. It's like I got to go. That one, here. yeah, that one fucks with me. Like, oh, and then, she like, was kind though, because she said it and then just died right away, like a so immediately after saying that. Like mm-hmm. that freaks me out. Mm-hmm. That would, f- if that ever happened to me, I'd be fucked for a long time. Yeah, yeah, but that therapy. that's like, yeah, it's creepy, but it's it's kind of good, right? Because it's because nice, it, she got to see her husband again, and it makes you think like maybe there is a heaven. Yeah. Right. Or at least an afterlife of some sort. Yeah. But yeah. Well, a good one. She seemed happy to see him. Yeah. Bill's here, love. Gotta go. So, yeah. That that was it. Um, if you guys want to look it up, it's knowable.com. 15 medical professionals share the creepiest last words they've heard a patient from a patient. So, check yeah. it out. It's, uh, those, again, only three, but I, I really like them, so I thought it was worth sharing. Definitely. All right. Pretty good. Ready, Paco? Yeet, yeet, yeet. So, now we're going into Paco's Tacos. Paco's Tacos. I can't reintroduce. Well, I already did. If I'm not doing that shit again, oh. okay. <laughs> I like how uh, Milky here said that it was a hospice and then a Golden Corral. That was the one of the saddest places he gone. Cause technically, we did drive through the uh, suicide forest. Yes, but we didn't get to stop and really see it. Cause you know it was, uh, cause it's at the bottom of Mount Fuji, so you do see it on the way up. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely did have a creepy uh, like vibe to it. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see much because we I, were in a bus, you know. Yeah, I didn't get that until he said it, you know. Like no, I knew exactly like, what no, it I was. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. That's why. But it, I, it is very dense, and you can tell like a, it's like kind of deserted, so it is. It's a little creepy. Well, but the I, creepiest thing about it is that there's no flat ground because, like, uh, he explained it, and it was something I had looked up before. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because of the. The ground of the forest is is not, not flat. There's not an area that's flat, and that's because of the previous like Mount Fuji, ages ago erupted a few times. Oh yeah, he did say. So that, because yeah. of a of, of the lava yeah. on the floor, it created this weird like the ground is unstable. Yeah. So you could step on something and it could just cave in and you don't really know. Yeah. And it's like no flat ground. It's just constantly up and down, up and down. So it's really hard to actually walk through it. Yeah. And it, it, I, from like I said, what I noticed that it was it looked super dense, yeah. so it's like you couldn't really see anything in. So it's like you, it was it was mysterious. Yeah, definitely. We're talking about this uh, suicide forest, and the reason it's called that is because it's one of the most haunted places in Japan, or at least they, that's what they say. Um, <clears throat> it has like I think more than a hundred suicides a year, and uh, there's various reasons why they say that. They say that there's uh, spirits that um, uh, that persuade people to commit suicide when and when they're in there. It's very easy to get lost in there, so there's a lot of deaths. Um, and with that, there's an article I found that brings up to light certain things that maybe we didn't even think about when it comes to a forest that's you know full of people dead that are committed suicide. So let's start with number one. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a lot of people leave cursed objects before they they le- they 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 kill themselves, like dolls that are hung upside down. Apparently, there's like various different curses to their to to the I guess their custom or their um what's the word I'm looking for like urban legends and stuff that they believe in that they can leave a cursed object to the world that they 
feel didn't treat him right. Um, also, there was a lady that was going through there, and this happens very often. Um, in order, because it's such a dense and forest, and it's easy to get lost, and people kind of like run a ribbon or a tape to find their way out. They're from the way out, and what's been happening is someone's been cutting the tape to maybe get them lost in the forest, and they can't figure out what's why that is. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. some, like from what I know, some people go in there to kill themselves, but some people go in there unsure if they want to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. So they do that. They tie the ribbon to some uh, area, and then they go all the way deep in the forest, and they camp out there for a few days, and that's how they make their decision, like if they're gonna kill themselves yeah. or not while they're in the forest. Yeah. And um, also, there's mysterious screams. Uh, one incident, there was a guy that walked in there. And he could hear a scream coming from somewhere, and he couldn't find anyone in that area. And then finally, he did find someone. It was someone that had, uh, hold on. He had he had found someone in uh, a guy in the base of a tree, but he had been days dead dead for uh, days. So there's screams that come out of the forest from maybe previous people that have killed themselves and such. Um, obviously, people have seen like ghosts and everything, even like. One of the, like, famous, like, uh, ghost shows had, like, gotten some, like, ghosts on film or whatever. And then one of the creepy things is that we don't consider as people that fail at committing suicide. Like, what what comes out of the forest that is still alive? Like, there was an incident where someone was working at, like, a quick stop kind of thing. And they witnessed a lady with still the rope around her neck and her eyes pretty much coming out of their sockets. And she, like called an ambulance for her and like served her tea or whatever but like what is it that comes out of the forest of people that tried to commit suicide and they couldn't what do you mean like what people that live around that area or work around the area of like Uh, the suicide forest what are the things that they witness yeah because it's not only that people kill themselves it's a lot of people kill like try killing themselves and they don't succeed change their mind or anything like that but yeah creepy forest we went there Cool. There was an episode of Destination Truth about that forest, and I that, guess oh, yeah, that's the, yeah. yeah, I guess one last thing. If we're moving out of the forest, there's actually a man whose job is to roam that forest and to try to prevent people from killing themselves. That's mm, a shitty job. I think it's a great job. I mean, it's a great job, but it's a shitty job if you don't succeed that day. I guess. Well, all he does is that just talks to them, and then if they decide to still do it after it, it's off his hands, but he just tries to persuade them. At least there's someone doing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Suicide Forest. How does he not get up. lost? He's just been going to that forest for years. Like, he really knows that forest in and out. So that's, that's his job? Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't know if it's his job, but it's definitely what he does. I don't know if he gets paid for it. Yeah, it's something he does. Just like that guy that stayed back in that radioactive city in Japan just to be able to feed the yeah, animals. Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. But yeah, Suicide Forest. Yes. I just wanted to bring that up. It, I'll say it's a taco, but it's all right. But it's all right. Yeah. All right, what else I you just got? think the, the screaming thing was fucked I up. I just think that you, it, you don't find it creepy because you know a lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. probably. I found it kind of creepy. Yeah. Like... I just, yeah, I just know a lot about it. That's why I don't think it's, like, super creepy. But, it, it yes, it's a taco. What else we got? All right. Um, my next taco is on a list. And we're going to be posting a list, you know, on the site if you want to read the rest of it. But um, is a list of, like, fucked up murders that happened in Japan. Oh, so is it a Japanese uh, episode again? 
Of course. All right. All right. She's become a perfect weeaboo. Perfect. Like, mm-hmm. like, like it's circled down with a compass. Perfect. Like, no, like, like perfect cell. Like, per- perfect weeaboo. She's to fully say. embodied the Japanese code. I mean, that's what like, a weeaboo is. That's, who's... that's her final form. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what happens when a weeaboo. Can know... I get into the fucking taco? <laughs> I mean, that's what a weeaboo is by definition. Is someone who rejects their own culture in favor of I Japanese just thought culture. it was fucking appropriate. So there you go. She's a, she's a weeaboo. Uh, continue, please, Ms. Weeaboo. Let's just call it Weeaboo for now. Weeaboo tacos? You guys, you guys need to get me a fucking Weeaboo tacos. My battery's dying. Can I fucking read it? Move on. Alright. <laughs> I know, um, this murder is murder of Makiko Tsuchiyama. Hmm. On November 21st, 1984, around 2, 2.10 p.m., a two-year-old girl named Mikako, wait, Makiko? Makiko... Or- Makiko, to, yeah, yeah, Makiko, was found fallen on her face in a drainage ditch in an alley behind her home in Higashi, Osaka, uh, Osaka City. Makiko was unconscious and her neck seemed as though it had been strangled with a cord. Although she was rushed to the hospital, Makiko died nine hours after being taken there. The fact that Makiko had been playing outside by herself wasn't unusual in the neighborhood since other children and mothers were often outside too. Nobody, however, had seen Makiko's murder. Eerily, Makiko had been found unconscious on the same spot a month earlier. She had been strangled, uh, strangled that time too, with the marks of a string around her neck. The Unlike- same girl got found the same place twice. Yeah. yeah. Let me continue. Unlike the second time, she had regained consciousness shortly after being taken to the hospital. Immediately after the first incident, Makiko's grandfather received a strange phone call from an unidentified, unidentified woman. The woman was crying hard and speaking uncomprehensibly. He tried talking to her for two minutes before she suddenly said, I'm sorry, and hung up. Makiko's grandfather had not yet heard about Makiko's incident and thought the woman had gotten the wrong number. For the next few days, he received several more unexplained phone calls. Every time he answered, he heard only silence on the other end. Police originally thought that the first incident was an accident. They concluded that Makiko's had gotten her neck hooked around a vinyl strap that had been attached to the door of her house. After Mikiko died, however, they decided to launch a criminal investigation a little bit, you know, too late. It was strange that Mikiko had been found in an alley, since she had refused to go anywhere near it since the first incident. Since there were no scratches on her face, it was suspected that somebody lured Mikiko away from, away and then strangled her in a different location. In the 30 years since Mikiko's death, neither her killer or the mysterious woman who called her grandfather had been identified, which probably is the same person. Yeah, I figured. Who's the same person? The grandfather? No, the woman who called and, the, and her killer. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's obvious. But, um, if you're that grandfather or her parents, why would you still let her out and go, like, yeah, play so freely when that happened already? I guess they're just yeah. really trusting. Yeah, in Japan, kids go from, like, at five years old, they're already taking, like, three sub three fucking different trains to, to go to their school alone. Yeah. Their culture is different. Not like here where you have to pick up your kid from like high school a block away from their school so you know they're safe. Like, have you seen the traffic jams that happen after a school is like let out their kids? It's filled with cars. It's not like that over there. Kids just go home on their own. Mm, yeah. So I figured you know, he just like, this is still a safe neighborhood. I guess yeah. it's all good. Well, they, they thought it was an accident the first yeah. time. So. There yeah. you go. They thought it was it's, an accident. Well, wow. that sucks. Um, creepily, uh, not creepily, but like coincidentally, um, one of my friends' uh, Japanese girlfriends is named Makiko. I guess it's their common don't name. Don't let her go in an alley and get strangled. Yeah. 
I guess it's a common name. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you look at me like them? Well, I, most Japanese names are similar, I think. I guess so. The next murder is the murder of Miyazaki. Miyas- the murder of the Mi- Miyasawas. The murder of the Miyasawas. On the morning of December 31st, 2000, a re- relative of the Miyasawa. Uh, uh, a relative of the Miyasawa family in Tokyo's Setagaya ward found Father Miko, his wife Yas- Yasuko, their daughter Nina, and their son Ray dead in their home. While Ray had been strangled in his bedroom, the other three members of the family had been stabbed to death in two different parts of the house. Authorities speculate that the killer had gotten into the home from a bathroom window on the second floor of the house around 11.30 p.m. He went into Ray's room and strangled him as he slept. Mikiko found, was found on the first floor near the staircase, possibly coming up the stairs after he heard... See, there was another name that was really making, similar. Mikiko. Ma- making noise... Wait, wait, hold on. Mikiko was found on the first floor near the staircase, possibly coming up the stairs after he heard the intruder making noise. The female Miya- Miyasawas were killed next. The killer then ransacked the family's home house and stayed there for about 10 hours. He went into the kitchen and took some food from the fridge and then used the family's computer for a while. None of the money in the house was taken, but some New Year's cards were missing. So random. A knife of the killer left behind was found along with the shirt and the bag. Additionally, blood was found at the scene that didn't belong to any of the Miyasawas. After more than 15 years, police have had few clues to the catch of the Miyasawa's killer. There is currently a reward of 20 million yen before offered being offered to anybody who could give information that would lead to the killer's identity. Few clues. They had blood. They had a knife. Like, what else could this guy leave behind? I mean, behind? they clearly knew that he was using their computer. He so used a computer? Couldn't like, they get fingerprints off of that? I guess they couldn't get enough shit. It seemed like he left everything. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he left everything except for... Except for cum. Like Except for like a picture, like he could have like taken a picture, a picture of himself and like cum on it and leave yeah. it there. That's the only a thing. Picture he and do. a map. That's all they needed. Yeah, map to where he lives. All right. The next murder is the murder of the tsunamis. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. The murder of the tsunamis. All right. Did you not read this prior? I read it. I just didn't read it. Does that make sense? No. All right. On the morning of April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety five, around twelve two thirty a.m., a house in Kurashiki. Kojima had been set on fire. Authorities discovered two bodies on the first floor. The remains of 70-year-old Huru Haruhiko Tsunami and his 67-year-old wife Midori. Both had been decapitated. Hirohiko also had a knife lodged into his stomach. The later evaluation of Midori found that she had been stabbed in the chest and several other spots. They are believed to have died a previous night. the previous night, sometime between 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. Because the fire destroyed much of the house and subsequently any evidence that might have been found there, authorities <clears throat> authorities have had little cu- clues to lead them to the tsunami's killer. Police thought the killing might have been the result of a dispute, but this was never established. The killer might have been familiar with the house or at least had been there before. For whatever reason, the killer was in the tsunami's house for at least five hours after he killed them. Could he have been looking for something? And why did he think it's necessary to cut off the tsunami's heads? Neither of which have turned up in in the 20 years since the murder occurred. So, yeah. Fucked up shit happens in Japan also. Like, last time I couldn't find shit. And now, I found, for some reason, I found a gold mine of lists. I'm so, so th- confused about how 
these killers like to chill at these people's houses afterwards. Have you like, noticed? Yeah. yeah. There's just this, How like, did they know he was there for five hours, though? I don't know. That's such a very exact measure of time that they they somehow knew, but they have no fucking idea Well, because because they said that... Uh, oh, the fire started at a certain time. Yeah. And the body showed that they were killed at a certain they time. They said oh, they died okay. at, like, 9, but the fire got started at, like, 3 a.m. Okay. Or something like that, so... I guess he stayed there for that long before he burned. So the 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 heads had never been found. Yeah, the heads have never been found, right? I... That's fucked up, huh? Wait, what? When did I read that? Trophy or something? Because you said you... you said that the heads of the tsunamis have never been found. You said um, what's it called? The police have no idea why he decapitated them. Oh, neither of which have turned up in found. twenty years. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I guess the heads have never been like, found. I guess he used them as trophies or some shit. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Wow. I hate Japan. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Out of out of a lot of places, this is the one is one of the hardest places to find shit. Yeah, you know, fucked up shit. Okay, my favorite part of my segment is the serial killer of the day. Let's bomb you guys out. Okay. I thought the song was serial killer of the day. What's he doing today? Whoa! <laughs> it keeps getting more and more like blotchy. All right. This one's for you, pouch. This one's for you. What is it? A chick that gets off? This serial killer. The serial killer of the day's name is Pouch. Is Tsuotomi Miyazaki, also known as the Otaku Murderer. Oh yeah, so you're in danger. (laughs) I'm in danger. The Otaku Murderer. So he goes around killing otakus. No, he's he's the otaku. Oh, he's an oh, otaku. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I said you're uh, in danger. All right, how do I how do I sum this up? All right, this motherfucker, motherfucker? Has, a defor- has a deformation, and for some reason, I think that's what led him into being all like mind fucked and. What kind of deformation? Um, for some reason, the way his hands were developed, you know how we can do this with our wrist? We can, like, turn it around and everything? He can't do that. In order like for him spin to... spin it and stuff? Yeah, in order for him to twist his wrist, the whole arm has to move. So, think of the wrist being like this. It's like one solid bone. Oh, so he... The only way he can move his wrist is like this. Yeah, to move the whole arm and, like... Yeah, he has to just move this like that. Yeah. He can't, he can't do this. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Not, okay. That. By the way, this is on a podcast, so no one knows at, at all. But to be honest, this is, that, that. this is not. This is a big of a deal, is it? Well, he. I guess he can't bend it either. He can't bend it. It's like just. It's like hands attached to a fucking stick. That's not that bad. Well, I guess it's bad for him because he he got like ostracized. Ost- ostracized. Ostracized in like most of his life during school and shit. So I guess it built some trauma in his head. Uh, all right. He can't he, do push-ups. He he has four victims. From ages four to seven, from 1988 to 1989, he would kill them and then mutilate their bodies. Like they, he would fuck them and stuff. Um, he wouldn't only do that; he would like take their clothes sometimes, take their body parts. Sometimes he would take their bodies for two days at a time and fuck them at his house. Um, he would keep like random body parts, like heads, but mostly hands for obvious reasons. He did this with only children? Only, I just said that. Four to seven-year-olds. Yeah, only okay. children. Only children. I guess with the, with the fucked up hand, he could only f- kill a young child. Yeah, child. I guess so. Yeah. And he would he would fuck the bodies only when they were dead. Um, He would also send, like, letters and phone calls to the families of the victims and would, like, 
one of them he sent them a, a letter you know the cliche like cutting up magazine letters yeah. and pasting it and it said erica cold cough throat rest death and then uh, in one of them he because he i think consumed this this victim he consumed some victims and from only the hands but this victim i think he consumed a bit more and he got the bones and then cremated it and then sent it back to the families what year was this 1988 to 1989. Because hmm. a lot of this like kind of reminds me of the stuff that Jeffrey Dahmer would do. Like, for the exception of them being little kids. Yeah. Well, as far as I remember, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't really fuck with the victims' families. No, no, no. But no. what I'm saying, like, as far as, like, taking a piece of them. Yeah, yeah. Eating took, a piece of them and, yeah. like, he, he took, fucking the corpse and masturbating to, like, pieces of their bodies. I, I mean, like, in that I aspect, that he used, he grabbed most of the parts as, like, trophies and shit like that. But yes. That's it. One yeah. thing that was very interesting about Jeffrey Dahmer that, that I, 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 I watched a documentary or something. Uh, he would actually keep heads in his fridge. Yeah. And he would actually try to get his dick sucked by the head. I did not know that. Because he was trying to satisfy himself without having to go out there and kill more. So he just tried, but it didn't work. He always needed to go out there and get and get more. Because that's how he got off, killing people. Yeah. So he tried to get hit by, you know, get his dick sucked by these fucking heads that he had in his fridge, but it just didn't work. But they were cold. He tried, I don't know. That's why he kept a lot of things. I like how that's the thing I ask. But they were cold. I mean, I'm just saying. like, No, not getting head from a decapitated head, is, is that's normal. But they were cold. I guess but, you got to heat up the head, right? I'm just saying. Like, in <laughs> it, like I don't know. Put a couple warm tea bags in there or something. Try to heat anyway, it up. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy is a like, sick motherfucker, very clearly. Um, yes. He... Uh, he would also suck the blood from the hands for some reason. Wow, he he was really fucked up. But yeah, um, he got found out because he was trying to stick like a camera lens in this girl's vagina in the park, and then he got discovered by his father, uh, the father of the the child. The, she was alive. Yes, and um, uh, I don't know why the fuck he was in there. Yeah. And then uh, he ran away naked. So and wait, then, he was naked doing that? Yeah. Like, he wasn't going to get caught. Like, I don't know, Like, what the fuck? Man. He wanted to get caught. Dude. I don't know. He got away with all these. And then he uh, he came back trying to get back his car, and he got caught. But he didn't get um, hung until, like, 2008. So he was alive for a while. They hung him in 2008? Yeah. Hung? That's such Hanged. a weird way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, hold that's up. That's such a weird way of getting executed. Let me see. Let me go go back all the way down. They hung there. Like even that, like that's such a modern. Yeah, like because I'm like 2008. Yeah, that's like, really recent. Yeah. And instead of like an electric chair, they hanged him. Minister of Justice Kunio Hatayama signed his death warrant, and Miyazaki was hanged on June 17, 2008. Although the unusual swiftness of his execution was well as its timing soon after the Akaba. Oh no, that's something completely different. I... But yeah. Wow, they were yeah. still hanging people yeah, in 2008. They were still hanging people, Jesus. Alright. I think it was appropriate for him. But yeah. That was my serial killer of the day. What's Are his name again? Fuck. Uh, Tsutomu Miyazaki. Let me, yeah, let me look at that. Yeah, let, let's see someone it? who can read. Otaku murderer. It's, to, it's 
T S U T O M U M U. Yeah, it's Tsutomo. Oh, Tsutomo Miyazaki. Tsutomo Miyazaki. E. All right, so yeah, that was pretty creepy. We never deemed any of them tacos. We've so the first one I said we said was really? tacos. The the one about suicide force. No, it was just talk about suicide force. It was just a mental. Well, I I thought they were all tacos. So oh, yeah. like you know, I mean, retro- retroactively like judged them. Yeah, me too. They were all so tacos. Rusty. Yeah. Rusty as fuck. Anyway. We haven't parted in like ages. Yeah. So anything and everything we talked about, you can find it at droplosspc.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at droplosspc, and like us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/droplosspodcast, or by searching droplosspodcast on Facebook. You can follow me on the Instagram at droplos, and check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com/slash/droplosp. This droplos in the letter P. Don't forget to check out. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave her a face. Don't forget to check out the BS Podcast Network. It's a cool network of podcasts started by the guys at Pure BS. Uh, BSPodcastNetwork.com. Don't forget to check out three internet radio stations that we're on. The first one is the Mix Talk, T H E M I X X dot FM. We play it at 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. On Tuesdays, we're also on the Revere Radio. That's R E V E R E Radio Network.com. We're playing on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern. And lastly, we're on Cornucopia Radio. That's U R N U C O P I A hyphen radio. That's C L that U K. We're played randomly once throughout the week. So hopefully, one day you just happen to listen to us and you catch us. Um. Uh, here's an update. The Don Francisco Promise Historia is coming. Very Com- fucking soon. Coming hard. So look out for that. We're probably going to put it on like Bandcamp or some shit like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure you guys know because, you know, we want to make money. It, it will. <laughs> Even if it's like two cents. Even if two people buy it. Yeah, it's... I'll be happy. By the way, we'll be sure to let you guys know about that. He, uh, John SPJ ha- tweeted... Not tweet. SBJ informed us while we were in Japan that it was complete. 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 So yes, it's gonna happen, motherfuckers. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> motherfucker. All right. And it's getting close to the Halloween season, which means you need to buy my shit. Cause where else are you gonna get it? My store it's on Etsy.com/shop/googlingaround. If you've ever seen the movie called Trick or Treat, I have air fresheners that smell like pump that are pumpkin spice, and they have the little lollipop shape. So that's cute. That's cool. Go get that. My shop is called et- is called Ghouling Around on Etsy. Check it out. It's uh, etsy.com slash shop slash Ghouling Around. All right. Until next time. We love dropping loads. Whoa. The meal is crazy. Don't tell me you just fucked my pen up. My mind's still fucking blown for everything we, like, any, everything we fit into it. Hello again, Uber Nerd fans. Batman here reminding you to check out the Batman vs. James Bond show hosted by Brian Thomas. Why should you listen? Well, it's a show that revolves entirely around me, Batman. Oh, and that other guy, James Bond. And because I'm Batman. Batman out. Uh, uh, wait. Batman back in. Forgot to drop the mic. My bad.